Hi everyone, this is Swathi Satyasilan. If you're new here, welcome to the Inside the Minds of Great Yogis podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Yordanka, who's a certified yoga instructor and teaches corporate yoga. We talk about Yordanka's journey of yoga, Western sports science, Hatha yoga, and so much more. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and rate our podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with today's episode. But interesting when I look back then how I started with yoga. First, um, I had actually no intention to do that. Mm-hmm. I was playing chess, I was competing in chess when I was a kid and teenager, and I was um, quite focused on that one. So I'm teaching a little bit of everything. I am adding education, concentration, breathing exercise, a little bit of philosophy, inputs according to the, to the group, according whether they're interested, in my opinion. And basically yoga found me, not that I found yoga. Welcome, namaste, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the 43rd episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Yordanka Nedenova. Yordanka wants to deliver the best of the Eastern yoga knowledge implemented with the most important from Western sports science, a balance between ancient wisdom and contemporary experience. Her sequences include traditional Hatha yoga asanas, elements from classical Ashtanga yoga, contemporary vinyasa flow sequences, and pranayama techniques. She has been giving weekly company classes since 2021 and sees their positive impact on the participants. She wants to offer diversity, which is very important for the contemporary urban mind. Let's give a big round of applause to Yordanka. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I am feeling absolutely honored to be part of your podcast and I'm very excited to share my yoga story. Hi, Yordanka. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm very excited to have you on the show and I'm very excited to hear your perspectives of yoga. So without further ado, we'll get started. And the first question I have for you is, how did your journey of yoga begin? That's a very complicated question for me because I don't have a simple answer that I can give in one sentence or two sentences, especially when people ask me, so how many years have you been practicing yoga? And I cannot answer it with one sentence, but I'll try to be short. So I first started with uh, philosophy of yoga with a book about raja yoga and i wanted to learn to meditate to sit quietly to control my mind and later on i added the yoga asana and it's been a long journey ever since i'm at the moment 33 years old and the book about raja yoga i got when i was 16 so it's been many years but my practice has on and off so I still cannot put my (laughs) leg behind the head and I cannot do handstands and um, yeah I've been very focused on the spiritual elements on the philosophy elements of yoga which is probably a bit unusual story which I did not know it was unusual until I saw the stories of Many other yoga women who started first taking yoga class in a fancy yoga studio, they've been doing some postures, and later on they decided to uh, read about the eight limbs of yoga, and I started straight away from them, and it has 
it's pros and cons, pros and cons, I guess, how you start, because I was quite confused at the beginning, and I've taken a lot of time to um, balance my knowledge. I had my sports uh, science education, and I also traveled to India, and um, it's a long journey, that's why I'm looking for this, um, for this um, balance in my teaching, in my self-practice. Yeah. And actually, I think it's quite um, but funny or at least quite interesting when I look back then how I started with yoga because um, I had actually no intention to do that. Mm-hmm. I was playing chess. I was competing oh. in chess when I was a kid and teenager, and I was um, quite focused on that one. And then one day I received a pile of uh, chess books and magazines. So my uh, chess coach was cleaning uh, its attic. And then he just gave me this, these things. And amongst them was this book about yoga. Yeah. And uh, it was not even a real book. It was an A4 map. And uh, the pages were written on a typing machine. And that thing was so old. <laughs> that it could barely read it so the ink was already fading away and I I was I was uh, with a pen I was repeating the letters as I can read it yeah. and basically yoga found me not that I found yoga mm-hmm. I had interest about um since I'm a, since I was a small kid and something was wrong with my head so I always wanted to know about uh, how the world uh, functions and what is it the uh, what is the life about what's the purpose of life I had a little bit of existential yeah. <laughs> drama since a very young age and I was looking for answers and I wanted to find out what is it is it really all that we see or there is something more so what's what's the purpose and why there is so much suffering in the world and then I um I heard somewhere I I came across some concepts about yoga about karma and uh, I was really open on it. And then when I got this book about Raja Yoga, and then there was the answer, and like, whoa, there is everything you need to know. So this is how I started. Yeah. Lovely. This is not a linear journey. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Yordanka. I think that's amazing. I love how you kind of started your um, journey of yoga and how you're like teaching um, many people. So I think that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And the next question I'd like to come into is, what style of yoga do you teach? I only can make it complicated because <laughs> I can't even answer with one sentence to that one. So I teach mainly asana-focused style, but I don't stick to only one asana style. So it's not like I only teach uh, vinyasa or hatha or in or ashtanga. And um, I called my own teaching style mindful yoga workout, which is basically everything and I adapt the style according to the group that I'm teaching I work currently with seniors with um, wheelchair users I work with uh, young fit people with office employees with yoga beginners also with mixed yoga groups where you have uh, elderly people and children and young people people who are doing yoga people who are not doing yoga and I'm using a little bit of everything so in one of my class maybe we'll have a lot of alignment uh, focused poses like type of hatha what we call mm-hmm. and we could have some chaturangas and get a good intensity like the power yoga and uh, like inspired also from the from the ashtanga sequence yeah some, some parts of it creative flows 
So in one class, sometimes it's such a big uh, mix that people ask me, what was this time? I never seen such thing. And I tell them, well, this is just everything. And then I have some some classes which are very strict following the line of one style. And then at the end, people were asking me, but this is called mindful yoga workout. It's nothing deep and it was just whatever, vinyasa or just this or just that. So I'm teaching a little bit of everything. I am adding meditation, concentration, breathing exercise, a little bit of philosophy inputs according to the to the group, according whether they're interested, in my opinion, and um, whether it's relevant to the topic of the day and so on. So it's I'm trying to be a little bit more above above yeah. the asana. It really depends on the on the group. If I work with regulars who keep on coming to my classes, then I can go deeper in the aspect. If it just go one workshop or one event, then we stick it more on the on the surveys, on the more accessible asana and breathing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Yordanka. I think that's wonderfully said. And um, I think it's really good to have a variety um, because you mentioned you have like a combination of different styles of um, yoga into your classes. I think that's very good. So thank you for sharing that with us. And the next question I'd like to come into is, what is corporate yoga and wellness? Corporate yoga wellness is one of the projects I was uh, focusing um, a lot of my attention and efforts. Actually, this didn't go that well as I expected in terms of I was expecting that I would become very profitable and I can only dedicate myself to, to yoga because at the moment I have a job on the side. I have a part-time job as a waitress so that I can support myself while I'm doing the yoga classes because with group yoga classes, it's hard to survive only with group yoga classes. So there needs to be something else, whether it's going to be retreats or yoga trainings or whatever. And I decided to focus a little bit on the, on the corporate the yoga and wellness. And I have some um, companies as, uh, as, uh, as clients, but this project is still ongoing and I switched my focus Meanwhile, to so many other projects like yoga with seniors, uh, yoga for all uh, levels and so on. A lot of projects from, from the city and from the government. So yeah. the Corporate Yoga and Wellness project, which you see on my website, is a huge thing. Uh, it's actually just a small part of <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Um, but that does not make it less important. So Corporate Wellness will include yoga and um other elements it can be something very complex so we typically call it wellness so that we don't stick only to yoga according to what what the teacher can offer i am also sports scientist and yeah. this is also part of the wellness mm-hmm. and um basically um i do classes in in the office mm-hmm. in the lunch break or after yoga sometimes also on zoom during the lockdowns we had uh, by Zoom, some classes in the summer we do a lot in the park, mm-hmm. or we rent a room that is near the office. That's sometimes also a little tricky to get a, a studio or room to rent for the purpose of that company yoga class because, of course, after work, people they want to go home and you've had to travel to the yoga class and so on. Uh, it's complicated, it has to be something very close, yeah. And, this I've done too, and that actually works, I think, the, the best because the team is separating from the working atmosphere, from the office. They just go to maybe a nice yoga studio or just 
because your room where they have a little bit more privacy so nobody is watching them because mm -hmm. if it's in the office sometimes someone passes by they or they come in and just oh what's going on maybe they make fun or you don't do whatever what are you doing blah 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 the the, the best uh, in my opinion works uh, in um especially rented for that purpose um room and um is working times uh, as times for the class usually works um outside the working times also because the bosses of course they don't want to pay you uh, your salary then pay for yoga and then you don't work then you do yoga it's usually after the working times after the uh, the shift people are free and they go do yoga and um it's helping a lot in many different aspects because in big companies, many of the people, they don't know each other and they get to know themselves during the yoga class. And um, they discuss a lot of things about work or private things before the class, sometimes also during the class, we engage ourselves in conversations. So it's a little bit different than the, than the usual group class when maybe people don't know themselves or don't know each other. Um, and it's also a little bit different motivation because the company pays for it. So like, hmm, should they go? Should they not go? Yeah. Okay, let's go. But then, oh, there is this girl. I don't like her, and what I don't those, those type of things. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So it it works like cohesive, and uh, it's improving a lot the the team atmosphere in my opinion because I have seen that the people who did not know each other they. They become like friends and they establish some uh, connection. And sometimes they also discuss like sensitive topics about maybe something that is not right, but some happening in, in the company and inside the working place. They don't have this um, like freedom to talk about this, but then maybe in the changing room <laughs> sometimes unintentionally. I really like, I prefer to not listen to this conversation, but sometimes I. I hear that they are just talking about uh, things and they they have space where they can uh, just let it out, let the stress yeah. out. And of course, the benefits of yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The physical uh, and uh, mental uh, benefits is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing that. And corporate yoga and wellness sounds like a very nice um, initiative um, that you're doing. And I think corporate yoga is something that's very important for companies and for um, people that are working to, to as you mentioned, to release stress and um, levels of anxiety. So I think that's a necessity. So thank you for sharing that. And the next question I'd like to come into is, what does yoga in the workplace look like? Uh, basically, um, yeah, uh, I think actually with my long answer, I managed to uh, also vote. So yoga in the workplace, it's yeah, basically if, if they have a, a room that they can use, maybe a conference room, we just put the chairs and the tables on the side and we have the yoga space. Sometimes it's not very private because someone can, uh, you know, come inside or sneak in and wonder what's going on yeah um but it but it really depends depends on the depends on the office so usually if there is a place we do that once we had in in one company we were doing mm -hmm. uh, we, we were having them outdoor classes and then when it was raining okay what are we gonna do and they did not have space for yoga so we were just doing 
uh, basically at, at the entrance as soon as you enter the company and then everyone who is living work the, the whole point for the mask. <laughs> that was a little, a little fun, but it was possible, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Yes, and you want to add something, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, realized that uh, there is also something, um, the chair yoga, which I haven't done uh, in, in a workplace, like you're going to chair in front of your desk, but yeah. the chair yoga I'm doing currently with seniors, with elderly people, and uh, just want to give it as, a, as an aspect for maybe yoga teachers who are listening and they are wondering, okay, how can I do this? So uh, chair yoga is also very very good thing that the office employees can benefit if there is no uh, space or not enough time. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't I haven't uh, done this uh, this this as a project yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. And um, chair yoga also sounds amazing. I think especially in the workplace, it can be very useful. And especially when it comes to posture and alignment, when you're sitting like this and hunched over, you can actually like, you're reminded to sit up straight, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I'm straight, so you don't mind me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. And I hope our listeners um, find this useful, find this um, information useful and let us know um, like what you enjoyed about it um, the most. And um, now I have some rapid fire questions for you. And the first question I'd like to come into is what advice do you have for aspiring yoga teachers? My advice is to don't lose your personal practice. So when we start teaching yoga, we sometimes forget to do yoga for ourselves or we don't have energy or time. So this is something that I'm trying to prioritize. And I'm also advising uh, other teachers whenever I have the opportunity to just keep on practicing whatever it is, whether it's uh, yoga on the mat or off the mat. And yeah, just to, to keep going. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And the next question I'd like to come into is what is your favorite yoga pose? Chishasana is my favorite, the headstand. And I also like the Hidasana, in which I'm, by the way, right now sitting. <laughs> Maybe oh, I need to show. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the posture I'm doing my office work. I even eat in that posture, drink my coffee or tea or whatever. So maybe this one is even the winner over Shishasana. Yeah, and it looks very comfortable too, right? Like when you're in that posture, like and doing yeah. your work or something, like it's very comfortable. So yes, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, the final fun. question I'd like to come into is, what is um your philosophy of yoga? My philosophy of yoga is nothing new, nothing that I created by myself. I'm doing my best to stick to the how to say classical philosophy. It's also a very complex topic. I'm trying to stick to the uh, eight limbs of yoga and to yamas and niyamas yeah. according to my own understanding and whatever I found uh, relevant yes. to the contemporary world because the Patanjali Sutras, they've been uh, created for uh, people who are on the path of renunciations and a lot of the advices inside are just uh, not applicable for us householders who live in the material world, we have goals, we want to survive, and we have a lot of things to do, we need to pay the bills. So my philosophy is my understanding of 
of the Patanjali philosophy as much as much as I as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Yordanka, and also sharing your journey and perspectives um, of yoga. It has been a pleasure hearing um, your journey and how you started as a yoga teacher. And so that is the end of our question. So thank you so much for joining us on the 43rd episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. It has been a pleasure um, speaking with you, and I hope we're able to do this again. And I'd also like to... Yeah. For sure. And I'd also like to thank everyone else who um, has yet to listen to our 43rd episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. And until next time, I hope everyone has a great day. And thank you, Yordanka. Thank you very much, Sati. Thank you. Soon. Bye. Thank Thanks, you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inside the Minds of Great Yogis podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know what was your favorite part by sharing the episode thumbnail using the hashtag Inside the Minds of Great Yogis and tag us on Instagram at perspective underscore of underscore yoga. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you all in the next episode.